Flagstones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation. of your praise. Come on now. The Lord is worthy of your praise. How many of you understand that right now that you serve a God that has never lost a battle? He's undefeated. We serve a God who's able to do abundantly above all that we could ever ask or even begin to think. How many of you know that is your God? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank the praise team, Tyler, for leading us into worship this morning and singing about the glory of God because I, was, I don't typically give a title to a sermon. I just preach whatever it is that the Lord has given me, and I was asked um, if I had a title, what would the title be? And I said, Made for His Glory. And maybe you understand that you were made for His glory. You were made for the glory of God. You were made for the supernatural. God designed you to walk outside of the natural elements of life but to walk and, and also to walk into the power and the anointing of God. How many of you understand that Jesus said, the works that I do, He said, you shall do also, and greater shall you do, because I go to the Father. And greater shall you do. So no, he said, greater works shall you do. He said, I'm going to the Father. He said, in the works that you're going to do, he said, it's even going to be greater than what you're seeing right now. How many of you understand that God designed you for the greater? How do you know there's a greater anointing? There's a greater favor of God that we can receive. But you see, we've got to understand we were made for His glory. Turn with me in your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 14, give you a moment to turn there. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word this morning? I'm going to jump up to verse 13 just to bring in some clarification. He said, Behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the peoples labor to feed the fire. And nations weary themselves in vain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now turn with me also to Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 3. The Bible says, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Would you stretch your hands this way this morning? Heavenly Father, I come to You now. And I pray, Lord, over these next few moments that You would anoint my mouth to speak. And Lord, I pray that You would add to the words that I speak. And I pray, Lord, that Your name would be glorified in this place. And Father, we thank You and we praise You for it right now 
In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do ask these things. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So Habakkuk said that the earth would be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Isaiah said the whole earth would be full of His glory. What is the glory? What is the glory of God that we talk about in the Hebrew? It's the word the kabod. It has a lot of different meanings. You know, it can mean strength. It can mean the weightiness of His presence. It can mean wealth. It can mean a few things determining the presence of God. But ultimately, in, in its entirety, it is the manifested presence of God. It is God's presence manifested or revealed amongst a people who seek His face. The manifested presence of God. You see, there's a difference. Now we understand that, we understand, how many of you understand that God is everywhere at the same time? God is omnipresent. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. But God is not manifested in every place. God is manifested where the people of God seek Him and come to Him in worship and adoration. Those who are seeking God, those who desire more of His presence, those who are hungry for a move of God, something beyond the norm, something beyond the tradition, something beyond the normal flow of things. They're looking for something beyond what they are. There is a reason why you can sit in a church service and you can see some that's got their arms crossed and they say, I don't understand what all this stuff is all about and why you want to do this. And you've got the other that are, the Spirit of God is just all over them. And because why? Because God is revealed in them and He's manifested in the ones that will come after Him with a pure heart. David said, my soul longs after you. As the deer pants after water, so my soul longs after you. I'm hungry for your presence. He said, I'm hungry for the presence of God. So the glory of God, it is the manifested presence of God. You see, there, there is a difference. And you see, when we talk about the presence of God, how many of you understand in order to receive God's presence to start with, you've got, you got to believe. And I'm not just talking about believing that something is true. How many of you know that you, you have to have an encounter with God? There's got to be a God encounter. And you see, by me saying this, hear what I'm saying right now. God created us to encounter His presence. God designed, just like Adam in the beginning, God designed him to walk in the supernatural. He gave him dominion over everything. Adam was designed inside the supernatural realm. And see, suddenly, whenever, whenever he took of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he lost that place. How many of you understand, when you're out, just the same as when the Spirit leaves the body, the body is dead. It's the same as when the, when the individual departs from the presence of God and doesn't desire the presence of God. How many of you understand, you will die. You will die a spiritual death. You, we were made to walk in the presence of God, outside of God. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
That's the life inside of, of the Spirit of God. So he said, we've got to believe. And it's not just about believing that something is true. How many of you know that you can know in your heart that Jesus died for your sins, but if you do not encounter Jesus Christ in salvation, you will go to hell. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You've got to experience Him. How many of you understand? Salvation is not a thought. It is an experience. It is an encounter. How many of you know that we come face to face with a sin-defeating Savior? And when we get a hold of that, it changes us. It makes us new. It gets rid of the old. It causes the things that held us in bondage to be torn down. And all of that junk in the mess that held us back, how many of you know it's the blood of Jesus that gives you the victory? You've got to believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after Him. He's looking for a people that will seek Him. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. It means He's enthroned in. He inhabits. Let me understand that God dwells in the praises of His people. My Uncle Steve used to say, praise will answer a prayer faster than prayer will. Because whenever we begin to say, God, I know that the doctor said this, but greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Your Word says, by your stripes, I am healed. I, I choose to trust Your Word. Whose report am I going to believe? As for me and my house, we're going to believe the Lord. He said, we've got to believe. We have faith in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. See, whenever we trust in God, I remember not too long ago, Brandy can testify to this. My boss will tell you about it because I came in the office the next day and told her about it. We had everything that could go wrong went wrong. Car tore up. This happened. That happened. It totally bankrupted us. And I was driving down the road back from lunch. I'm one of those I get paid bi-weekly. I'm on the, I, I get the bad paycheck. And I was going, God? I said, I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I said, we don't have two, two coins to rub together right now. Everything that could have went wrong has went wrong. And I just began to weep and I began to praise Him. Going down the road in the car. And I just began to worship God. The next day when I got to work, my paycheck that was not due for another week was on my desk. And I said, what happened? And they said, I don't know. We all got paid this week. And... I asked my boss, I said, why did we get paid? She said, I don't know, sometime yesterday at lunch, the lady accidentally hit the button and hit send. And she said, we all got paid. I want to tell you, God, when you trust and believe in God, God is able to do exactly what He says that He is able to do. 
to tell you about the glory of God. My little girl, which she's, well, she's still little. She's just little for her age. But she's 10 years old. When she was about 2 years old, we went to my cousin's house. And she fell head over heels down the steps and went all the way to the bottom. I mean, face first. She hit the ground and I grabbed her up, which I come to find out later, you're not supposed to do that. But I grabbed her up immediately and I, I went and sat down in the chair and I put her head to my chest and she wasn't crying, so I thought she was okay. And when I let her go, her eyes were rolled back in her head and her back bent double to the floor. And I looked at my wife and I said, you need to call 911. And about the time that I said that, my cousin came up out of his chair and he said, Jesus! And we laid hands on her and we began to pray and a heat came into the room. Suddenly her eyes became into focus. The bruises that were on her face disappeared. And we called the hospital back and they said, well, you know, you need to go ahead and still bring her on up here. You've got to bring her to the hospital. Got to the hospital and they said, there's nothing wrong with this little girl. But let me tell you, the life was leaving her body. But the Bible says that I, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, life is in him and the, his life is the light of men. Let me tell you, he's able to speak to the dead and cause it to come to life again. You see, that's inside the glory. Inside the glory of God, we, it, the Bible says in His presence is fullness of glory, full of joy. There's joy in the presence of God. Many of our, pro, many of our problems, it's like the old song says, is we don't take it to God in prayer. We don't seek His face. The Bible says that if... Let me tell you something. We understand what state this nation is in. It seems bleak around us, but the Bible says that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, He said, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will heal their land. He said, when they seek my face. When they seek the face of God. He said, not my hand. He said, when they seek my face. God is looking for a people who's after the glory. They're after the glory. God, I want more. I need Your presence. I need the power of God in my life. God, I want the supernatural to be in my life. I need more than what I have. I want to go beyond who I am. Lord, I want it to be You. I want to do something so big for God, it takes God to do it. I want, I want to experience God like that. But it's by faith. It's by the anointing. The Bible said that it's because of the anointing that the yoke is broken. It's the anointing of God. God has anointed every one of us for a certain purpose. God has anointed you for the purpose whereby He's called you unto. He's called you to do whatever ministry He's got for you. But how many know you've got to be in that place? God's not going to anoint you to do somebody else's job. God's going to anoint you to do what God has called you to do. He didn't call you to be somebody else's echo. He called you to be who you are for the kingdom of God. 
God designed you specifically for the glory, for the kingdom of God, for the power of God. Whatever situation you're in, God has designed you for the glory of God. He designed you for the supernatural. How many of you understand that God has purpose for you? God didn't just put you here to fill a seat. God God brought you into the kingdom of God for purpose. He has anointed you for a reason. But we see faith. We see the anointing. But there's also the glory. There's also the glory of God. And let me tell you something. When you get a hold of the glory, it's going to mess you up. It's going to mess you up because you're never going to be the same. Everything, you're not going to be satisfied with nothing else. Nothing else is going to make you happy once you get a hold of the glory. Going through the motions, uh uh uh, that's not going to do it for you anymore because you've already got a hold of something else. Religion's not going to do anything else for you anymore because you've gotten a hold of the glory. Whenever you begin to experience God like that, it's going to wreck every area of your life. I remember I was in a service one night and I, the week before that I'd been praying, I was going, God, I, I preached every Sunday night, then I said, God, I need your power, I need your anointing, I need your glory. I said, Lord, we need revival in this church. We need more of the presence of God. We need more of the fire of God. And I remember I was there by myself in that back extra bedroom and nobody was there but me and suddenly the Spirit of God fell on me so strong that it buckled my knees and I couldn't hardly stand. And I was just worshiping out loud and I was praying in the Holy Ghost. And suddenly the Lord spoke to me and said, Your wife's outside. And I opened the door and I said, You can come in. But you see, the presence of God was only so strong that she could hear me in the house, but she's afraid to come in. And I said, God, give us revival. And I preached that night. And nothing happened. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm not satisfied with that. I said, God, I need more. I need more of Your anointing. I need more of Your glory. I preached the next Sunday night. I made the altar call. Suddenly the Spirit of God fell so strongly. People were running, coming to the altar as fast as they could get there to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I made an altar call for the baptism in the Holy Ghost. They were coming to the altar and said, I need it, I need it, I need it because the presence of God had fell so strong. There was a man that came up to receive and he said, I've prayed for this for 20 years and never got it. He got filled with the Holy Ghost that night. But you see, when the presence of God is moving, things will happen. In the presence of God, we need to get outside the mindset that if we, if we bring in more trinkets and more games and different things like that, it's going to bring revival. What's going to bring revival is when people get on their knees and they seek God and they fast and they pray and they say, God, I want more than what I've got right now. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with the status quo. I need more. How many of you want more of God? So God, I I want to experience what the apostles experienced. I want to experience you like that. I heard Guillermo Maldonado say the other day, 
He said, one of my congregates uh, down in, in Columbia, he said he got kidnapped by a rogue group. And he said they took him into this place and stuck a gun to his head. And he said, whenever we get off the phone, they said, you're dead. And he, they, he, they let him go to the bathroom. And he went to the bathroom and he said, God, I believe in your presence. I believe in your power. He said, deliver me. When he opened his eyes, he was out in the street. Hey, you know, some people will say, you know what, I don't know if I believe that or not. You need to read the Bible. Because the Bible's full of it. When you read how Philip was translated away and God took him to another city. We either believe the Word or we don't. We're either a Word church. We believe in the supernatural power of God. We believe in the glory of God. Or we're just religious. Because let me tell you something. If you're not encountering God, you may be becoming a little religious. Because in order, see, that's the opposite of, of walking in the supernatural and the glory of God is being religious. They go through the motions. But you see, when we encounter God and we get into a place where we see God, you see, that's what God designed you to be. You were made for that. You were made for the glory. You were made for the anointing of God. You see, it's like a fish out of water. The Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel, he said, there's water ankle deep. There was water knee deep, waist deep, and there was water to swim in. And the Bible said that the water was coming forth from the throne of God. How many know that that river was the river of the Holy Ghost? And the Bible said there's water to swim in. He's talking about the river of His Spirit. And He said, you, if you want to, He said, you can get in all the way over your head in the power and the presence of God. But you see, we need to. We, outside of the presence, we're like a fish out of water. We've got no life in us. I mean, and maybe I mean, you understand that a fish will die outside of the water. How many of you realize that if you go more than a few days without water, the physicians say you'll die? How much more do we need the Holy Ghost? You know, my wife said one time, she said, you know, if the apostles had to walk with Jesus three and a half years and they still had to go into the upper room and receive the Holy Ghost, how much more do we that have never laid our eyes on Him? We need the presence of God and the glory of God. You were designed for that. Many of us, We've got a divine discontentment because we know there's more. We know there's more. There's more to receive. There's more of God. There's more anointing. There's more power. God has created you for more. The glory of God is not something that we drum up. The glory of God is not something that we create. The glory of God is something that is attracted. The Bible says that the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. He said the Father seeketh... The, the Father is looking for those who will worship Him in the spirit. He's not looking for the motions... He's looking for those spiritual worshipers. In other words, He's looking for those who's willing to get beyond 
the natural and cross over into something else, something beyond themselves, into the things of God, into the depths of what God has for us, into those waters to swim in. God is looking for a people who's going to go after that. The Father is seeking such to worship Him, those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Before I close, I want, I want to share a testimony of something that my... My dad was telling me about. He said, I remember whenever I was in a service years ago, and he, he was telling, I'll share this in another one. I'm going to, something that when Stephen and Isaac was with me, and he was talking about it. And he said, the Spirit of God came over this service. He was 16 years old. And he said, the Lord prompted me to give out a message in tongues. There was about 200 people in the room, and he said, well, God, you can give that to anybody in here. Why do you want me to do it? And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to open your mouth and obey my voice. He said, God, give it to somebody else. Let somebody else do this. And he said, the Lord kept prompting him, and he said, he finally gave up, got up, and he gave out this message. And he said, if he began to give out this message, the Spirit of God fell on him so strongly. He said, suddenly people started running to the altars. He said, they were running to the altars. And he said, when he opened his eyes and looked down, his feet were several inches off the floor. 200 people saw it. Preacher, you're crazy. I might be. I'm crazy for the things of God. I'm a fanatic for Jesus. I want to see the glory of God like that. If all I've got to do is open my mouth and my feet comes off the floor and 200 people get saved, hey, let me be crazy. Let me be crazy. But they flooded the altars and it was witnessed by many. Another situation of the same, same token. The reason I'm saying this to you is because I want us to seek God the way they sought God. And when we seek God the way that they sought God, we'll see the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I'm not after a little dab of do you? I want the glory. I want the power. One time, my, my dad and a few of the ministers, they'd been praying. And he said, out in this field, it got really hot. And he said, Lord, I don't know if I can keep on with this fast. He said, as hot as it is. He said, I'm thirsty. He said, Lord, if, you could, if I could just get a drink. And him and those other four men said, a spring of water puffed up out of the ground. They said, they drank out of it. And it went away. Isn't that something? Have you know that God will provide? God will provide for you. And when they got home, said, Brother Reeves, could you and Brother Burdad, and I forget the other guy's name, he said, if y'all could come down and pray for my father. He has cancer in his liver. They've called in the family. We've asked you to come pray for him. 
He came into the room. They anointed him with oil, prayed for him. God healed him instantly. Instantly. The yellow of his skin went away. Why? Because of the power of God. Let me tell you something. God created you for the supernatural. And a lot of times you get looks and people say, I just don't know if I believe that. If you don't believe, you'll, never, you'll certainly never see. The Bible said that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Whenever Jesus came to raise Lazarus, Martha said, oh, you know, we, we know we'll see Him in the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. And I am the life. He said, if you'll believe, you'll see the glory of God. And God raised Him from the dead. You were designed for the glory. You were designed for the presence of God to flow in you and cause the supernatural. God didn't create you for the ordinary. I know pastors said that many times. God didn't create you to be ordinary. God didn't create you to be normal. God created you to be different from this world and show the glory of God to them that are in darkness. I mean, when you're in darkness, you want to see the light. You want more than what you've got. Whenever you're bound on drugs, you want deliverance. Whenever you're sick in your body, you need a healing. And what we need is like what Dusty said the other day. We need to be somebody that can give them the answer in that time and say, let me tell you what it is. His name is Jesus. And I want to tell you, His glory will touch you right now. Heal your body. Set you free. Deliver you from the state that you're in so that His power, His anointing, and His goodness might extend towards you. We need the glory. And what I'm talking about right now, I can't lay hands on you and give you. It's nothing that I can impart to you the glory of God. The glory of God is sought after. It's something that we get because we worship. Let me tell you something. You don't go to church to worship. You go to church because you are a worshiper. We are worshipers. And the Bible says that whenever we worship, it inhabits His presence. And the Father seeketh such to worship Him, those that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. Tell her, can I get you to come this morning? And you, the musicians come this morning. I want to give you an opportunity this morning. The Bible tells us that there's coming a day when the world will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And that the glory is going to cover the earth like the water covers the sea. That's, that's, that's pretty covered. He says, the glory of the Lord. You see, Peter, James, and John went with Jesus. And the glory of the Lord shone about them. And Elijah and Moses appeared appear unto them. And they conversed. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here, which is true. Peter always spoke when he didn't eat. We do that a lot of times. A lot of times we, we speak when we don't need to. Sometimes we just need to listen. We need to receive from God. 
And Peter said, let us make three tabernacles. One for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus. About that time the Father spoke to Peter and said, this is my beloved Son. Hear ye Him. See, Moses represented the law. Elijah represented the prophets. The Bible says that the law came through Moses. The Bible also tells us that when we love each other, He said, you can hang all the law and the prophets on this. Moses was about the law. Elijah was about the prophets. But the Bible says that the law came through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We've got to understand something right now. Jesus is the source. It's all about Him. It's Jesus plus nothing else. He is your healer. He is your Savior. He is your deliverer. He is your baptizer in the Holy Ghost. He is that. Jesus said before Abraham was, He said, I am. He said, whatever you need is. He said, I am that. He said, whatever you stand in need for, I am that. You need salvation? I am your Savior. You need a healing? I am your healer. You need deliverance? I am your deliverer. Whatever you stand in need of, I am that. You want more of the glory of God? He said, well, it's me. Here I am. Seek me. Worship me. Praise me. He said, and you'll get it. He said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, He said, I will give it unto you. He said, if you ask. He said, if you ask. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. In other words, if you're thinking about anything else right now, get your mind on Jesus. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. It says, commit your way also unto Him, and He shall bring it to pass. How many are hungry? Are you hungry? Do you want more? You want the glory of God in your life? You want the presence of God? You want it to be when you go through the grocery store that somebody stops you and says, I want what you've got. I need, let me tell you something. I've saw it. I've saw it. There's something different about you. I need what you've got. That's the glory of God. I need what you've got. I need that anointing. I need that glory. I need that supernatural power. Let me tell you, the glory of God comes through revelation and worship. See, the problem in this country is not because sin is so so abundant. Sin's always been there. Sin hasn't changed. It's been there from the beginning. The problem in this nation is too little of Jesus is being revealed by the ones that claim His name. Too little of Jesus is being revealed. You see, but whenever we reveal Jesus and whenever we draw near to His presence, the glory of God 
but it comes through worship. Under the Old Testament, whenever they begin to worship, they dedicated the temple. And it says that the power of God came down. The trumpeters could no longer trump. The players could no longer play. The ministers could no longer minister because the glory of God was so strong and suddenly fire came from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. I don't know about y'all, but I want the glory to get so thick in this place that the fire falls and it consumes the chaff that's in our lives. It falls and it causes us to be consumed by the glory of God and to win our ways become His ways. Our words become His words. Our thoughts become His thoughts. And the, the people around us would say, look, those people have been with Jesus because they act just like Him. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all. That's what I want. I want more of the glory. I want the manifested presence of God. How I many you know God wants to manifest Himself in this place? God wants to manifest Himself in your life. He wants to be revealed to where it's tangible. Where people around you can see it. They see the glory of God. Am I making sense to you today? Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me. Five Stones Church thanks you for listening to this message from Pastor Ryan Smith. For more information, events, and the latest news, consider connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Together, we can awaken a generation.